So at what point did you realize you wanted to pursue your career in construction? So I went into college with a very strong, I'm going to go be an engineer. But for me, all I saw was you could spend all this time designing this widget and never actually see it being used. Construction is so tangible. It's immediate and you can make a decision one day. I can walk out into the field the next day and I can see its impact. It's immediate. It's physical. It's right there. And it's exceptionally gratifying to see. This is Where the Internet Lives, a show about the unseen world of data centers and the people who keep them running. I'm Stephanie Wong, and I'm your guide through the physical spaces that make up the internet. This season, we're exploring those spaces alongside the folks who actually design, build, and operate them. People like Sarah Godby here. Sarah is a program manager overseeing construction of Google's data centers in Northern Virginia. She literally helps build new data centers from the ground up. So in the simplest terms, I turn a dirt field into a data center, where a data center is just a big warehouse full of computers. That's really the embodiment of what we call the cloud. Turning that dirt field into a giant computer requires lots of equipment, contractors, and subcontractors. Someone needs to manage it all. And that someone is Sarah. Building a data center can be just as complex as the machines inside one. And that means she's constantly solving football field-sized puzzles. Sometimes it's a design problem. So one of my projects I'm on right now is in pre-construction. So we've got a really big focus on how do we make sure the design is correct? How do we pre-position ourselves as best as possible to be able to execute this smoothly? Or... We're having this challenge. How can we proactively address it? Or just status updates of, hey, here's the progress of how we're doing on X. Hey, here's the progress of how we're doing on Y. In our first season, we heard about data center construction being like assembling Legos. How do you describe it? Yeah, I would say it's like Legos in theory. But in reality, it's more like trying to put together a piece of furniture. It looks easy on the box. You've got all the instructions. You are supposed to have all the pieces that it says you need, but how easy it looks on the box and in the instructions is not at all accurate for the challenges you face in trying to put it together. For Sarah, construction is a family affair. Her father worked in construction for a chip manufacturer in Arizona before starting his own business. So it's always been there and it's just been amazing to see how passionate my dad is about it. And one of the really fun parts of construction is you can drive around and just point out buildings. You're like, hey, I built that. I built that. I built that. Sarah and her siblings would spend summers following their dad from one construction site to another. Out in construction hard hats and little vests, just walking around a construction site as he's pulling out blueprints and just drawings of, hey, you see a studded wall. Here's what it's going to look like. Here are the different parts and pieces in it. Like, this is electrical. This is the plumbing. Here's the fire alarm. And that was just cool. As Sarah got older, she started helping out with office paperwork during the summer. She learned the business. But when college came around, she decided not to follow her father's path. She wanted to be an engineer. I knew my niche was going to be an engineer who could talk to people. 
And so that's really what I looked for in a program. I had no interest whatsoever in construction. But as Sarah got deeper into her studies, her excitement about engineering faded. She realized that she wanted to work on projects with more immediate, tangible outcomes. You could spend years designing a gear for one piece of an airplane part. And that's it. That's your job. You just sit behind this desk, just drawing, designing, running calculations, and it didn't have as much of the people aspect or as much of the just you're seeing it come together. So I continued with my engineering degree, but just used every summer as an opportunity to explore the different types of construction because it's a fairly broad field. So Sarah continued with her engineering degree, but spent each summer interning with different contractors and construction firms. One was a heavy civil construction firm that worked on roads and bridges. Another was a commercial construction company. At each site, she talked to everyone about their job, what they loved, the challenges, how they did it, and uncovered every detail she could. And through that, I met a lot of the Googlers or the Google contractors and really felt inspired to try and become one. Sarah finally got her chance to intern with a general contractor at a Google data center in Oklahoma. She liked working on them more than standard commercial projects. And I had pushed for that internship because it seemed to fit a little bit more of my technical niche that I was missing from construction with my engineering degree, just because data centers in theory were a little bit more technical than like the office building or the theater. It was a little bit more technical than some of those just kind of generic commercial jobs. And then after finishing her MBA, Google hired Sarah as a program manager for new data center construction in Northern Virginia. And do you remember the first time you walked onto a data center construction site? What was that like? You have just diversity of buildings. You've got some one stories, you've got some two stories, you've got some four stories. It's just like all these different heights of buildings. Holy cow, this is what you all are building and this is what I'm expected to help build because it's thousands of construction workers out there at any given time. So it's its own little city, really. Everything's supersized. When she arrived, Sarah tried to figure out the gaps in the team. Where did they need help? Where were the resource constraints? She found the places where she could be the most helpful and immersed herself. So I just deep dived into commissioning, which is where we, a lot of paperwork of, hey, we've done this test. Here's our proof. We've done it. We've done the subsequent test. Here's our proof. Here were the issues we had. Here's where it went well. What were some of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome in the job? There are always challenges. There are lots of challenges. Construction's inherently a people industry. So one of the biggest challenges is making sure our jobs are safe and that safety culture is built. We take it exceptionally seriously. And so it's making sure that people at every level have that same level of seriousness. You also just have our people working well together is your general contractor really managing the job. You also have, did my equipment show up on time? Did my equipment show up in the state I expected it to? Are there any quality issues with it? Is everything getting installed properly? 
So you're not just assembling pieces of furniture from one manufacturer, you're assembling it from boxes from a bunch of different suppliers. Yeah. So maybe it's more like putting together all the furniture for your living room. That's kind of how it usually goes. Another challenge, being a woman early in her career in a field mostly made up of men. Alongside her team, Sarah is making some high stakes decisions about construction logistics. And many of the independent contractors she's working with tend to be led by men who have been in the field for decades. So you got to work a little bit harder to earn it and to prove like, hey, I may be young. I may not have nearly as much experience as you. I may not be able to do the same things as you, but there are things I'm really good at. And here are my skills. And at the end of the day, I'm going to help you do your job better. And here's how. That communication is crucial. Sarah and other program managers sometimes ask contractors to run through all kinds of construction scenarios. They might be trying to test a layout or meet a certain standard. So it's important to level with contractors and clearly explain why something needs to happen. It helps her exercise that passion she's entered school with, to be a technical expert who could talk to people. We ask our contractors to run through a lot of theoretical scenarios. Here's what we really need you to look at. And it's because we value your expertise and your experience, like that we want your perspective on this. When you're in the middle of a job and you're dealing with complicated logistics or a missing piece of equipment or delay, what inspires you and keeps you going? Yeah, I love solving problems and the challenge of it all. Every problem is an opportunity and I just get to try to fix it. And it's not necessarily that I'm going to be the one fixing it, but it's which tools in my chest or which team members would be best suited to fix this. And then getting to mentor and getting to coach them on it. Hey, here's this problem. Honestly, it's different every day, which is what makes it awesome. Sarah spent her youth watching her dad build schools, office buildings, and car washes. Today, she's helping build structures that house some of the most sophisticated computers on the planet. And it became real for her one day at an industry conference that she attended with her father. He's like, oh, Sarah, I'll introduce you to all these people. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, cool. And we're hanging out in the bar. And he's like, oh, hey, this is Sarah, person A, who I know. And I'm like, oh, hey, person B and C and D that I know. Would you like to meet my father? It was just a really awesome moment of realizing how big my network had gotten. And I think that was a moment for him where he was like, oh, look at her all grown up. Sarah Godbehere is a program manager focused on construction at Google's data centers. If you want to learn more about building your career at a data center, click through the link in the show notes. Where the Internet Lives is produced by PostScript Media in collaboration with Google. You can subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you access your shows. And please give us a rating if you like the series. I'm Stephanie Wong. Thank you for listening. Thank you.